Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. So it wouldn't be open lines if we didn't talk to Walt in Allentown, who's been on hold for almost an hour. Walt? Ian, uh, great to talk to you. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're back seven for George so soon. I expect to be, have to wait over a month, but I'm glad I'm, glad I'm talking to you again. So You're so kind. Soon, so. Well, Be and here. for the people who think that you have a special number that you can use a call in, I just was stressing the fact that you've been on hold for a long time, that you called early and to you were fellow, waiting. To my fellow callers, my, my only if you want to get on, call early and call off. And <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so it's open lines, Walt. Have at it. Well, you know, you're... I'm 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 intrigued with your salutation line, Deus Te Amat. Yes. And if I were doing a show, my salutation line, as you might expect, would be "Be a good ape." Right. Okay, I can I can I can accept that. They're uh, not they're know, not mutually exclusive ideas, you know. Well, I could exactly. Uh, you know, to me, Ian. When when you say Deus, you know, you're obviously, people would obviously assume that you're talking about Yahweh, Jehovah, the God of the Bible. But to me, uh, you know, all of the gods, whether it's Yahweh, Jehovah, Allah, Buddha, Brahman, you know, the Hindu, they're all anthropomorphisms. They were all created in our image. If you read the Bible, how, Ian, how could you possibly believe that Yahweh, Jehovah is real when He's, he's a hypocritical ogre. He says, thou shalt not kill, and yet his solution to everything is mass murder, whether it's the great flood, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the venerable Passover tale where he sends the angel of death down to kill the firstborn. And even after the Israelites come out of the desert, their 40 years of wandering, and they come into the promised land, Yahweh Jehovah says that they can kill and enslave the native inhabitants, the Canaanites. So, Ian, how could I possibly believe in the reality of Yahweh Jehovah? Well, so there's a you've got a bunch of different concepts going, and you've kind of put them in a melange. So let's separate out some of them. First of all, um, uh, Buddha is not a god. So um, whereas he is an enlightened one, um, he is not uh, any sort of anthropomorphized deity or anything. So you've, you've lopped Buddha into that. Um, let's go back to um, the divine. So there's a big difference between the divine and theology. And theology is always words about God. And our theology is written by us from our human perspective with all of our human frailties. So when we look at the history of theology, we also look at the, the history of our humanness. They're, they're inextricably linked. So when you talk about mass murder, that God is a mass murderer, um, you're the, the, what we would call that is, a, in, is, is theodicy. It is the, the pursuit of God, essentially, in the course of tragedy. Where does God appear? Um, that's theodicy. It's not odyssey as in the other word, but another um, version of that. So what, what you are linking is you're supposing that in these stories, when we talk about power grabs, and we use God as a way of justifying why we get to claim an area. 
um, it's not any different than it was in the United States, right? I mean, where if you're, you don't have to go back to the Bible. Just deal with our history. You live in Pennsylvania. We, you know, there was this idea of manifest destiny. This was our right to claim this land. Um, this, you know, that the United States was going to be a, a shining, shining city on a hill, a beacon. And so, again, we used the justification of we're doing this in the name of God or Jesus. And that's why we get to kill all these people and move them off their land and claim it. So it's always it's been it's a it's a go to. It's a fallback. People use it all the time. They still use it in politics to justify why they get to do something. So if it's true for us now and it was true for the ancients, why are you blaming it on God? Well, it's obvious that God is, all right, God is the excuse that we use, but yeah. God is obviously manufactured in our imagination. No, no, that's the difference. You're God, the God that justifies our horribleness is manufactured in our imagination. But that doesn't mean there's not a divine. And in okay. fact, it's, it's one of the reasons why the commandment exists about us not taking the Lord's name in vain is we do that all the time. It has nothing to do with swearing. It has to do with the idea of appropriating God to justify why we get something, why we get to invoke power over somebody else, why we get to use it as sort of a magical thinking. And yeah, that happens all the time. And if they don't have God, they invent another reason why they get to take your water, your gold, your oil, your land, your people, whatever. Um, and it's not just here. It's all over the world. But that doesn't make it God's fault, right? Well, then it's not Satan's fault either, right? <laughs> Didn't say it was. Yeah, And I think this is the interesting thing is we go back and forth and there is that type of discussion that goes on in the Bible itself, which you eschew as to whether or not everything is God or is it God does the good stuff and Satan does the bad stuff. And both arguments get made. In fact, it's one of the reasons why the Lord's Prayer is so interesting, because it seems to reflect a much older theology that God is responsible for everything and not just the good stuff. So We'll leave that there for now, but I hope that's informative and gives you something to chew on until I'm on again. Uh, And thanks for calling. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.